Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. second vow of the uh, four great vows of Zen Buddhism is in one translation delusions are inexhaustible I vow to release them or I vow to transform them Exhaustibility of delusions points to that this waking up from the dream process is never ending. As delusions are inexhaustible, each moment is our opportunity to awake from them. <coughs> continue to arise one after the other and how even the most experienced meditators can still get lost in thoughts why we sit in formal meditation practice like this is to help us see clearly as best we can the arising of a thought and the ceasing or passing away of a thought not so easy to observe, to do that in our everyday life. Getting lost in thought is equivalent to the delusion. Sometimes it can be quite harmless such as daydreaming. At other times it may well be a judgment that could lead to an intense reaction of anger. we settle into our body sensations, the gentle rhythm of our breathing, the sounds of the environment. <coughs> Do your best to be observant of thoughts which are arising and see if you can 
notice them coming and going, arising and passing away. There's no need to grab hold of them, just letting them go. And when you do become lost in the thought, at some point, notice that as well. And if you can, notice the momentary gap between one thought and the next thought. That's really important. To rest in that space between thoughts. If you like, this is the gradual methodology of how we release ourselves from the delusion of, a, of an I or a separate self that is behind our thoughts or our actions. In the ordinary minds and school, we're not so concerned about Kensho or Satori or peak experiences of one kind or another. We're more concerned with seeing how we can be free in this ordinary mind, this ordinary consciousness that we all participate in. That freedom is here and now. It's not dependent upon some mighty effort to break through some point in the future. But we can see <coughs> through delusions now. by clarifying that space in between the thoughts. See, consciousness itself is empty of self. The feeling or a sense of being a self is generated by the thought emotions which arise and to be a habitual tendency to believe we have something to protect namely a self and we can witness this often in our everyday life especially in our relationships these times when we sit together like this are wonderful opportunities for clarifying the gap between the thoughts and noticing it, clarifying it, seeing it. 
seeing that even if a thought arises, consciousness is not that thought. Or if an emotion arises with that thought, that the awareness itself is distinct from that emotion. You may be feeling sadness, but awareness itself is not sad. This is very subtle. see that we can be both sad and not sad at the same time. One of the paradoxes. I guess when we speak of metaphors like purification in Zen, it's really important not to see that as some kind of puritanism. It's more about just the pureness of the sadness and not complicating it by having another reaction. Most of our problems and suffering in life comes from the reaction to the a difficult feeling. Our inability to just let, let it be, to fully embrace the sadness as it arises. Without getting entangled in judgments about the sadness, whether we are judging ourselves or someone else. Just the sadness. It's a similar thing with thoughts as well, how we may well observe judgmental thoughts during the day about ourselves or others. And these thoughts, we have no control over them, they just come up like all other kinds of thoughts. But if we see them clearly as just a thought, then can watch the thought arise and pass away without a reaction. So it's very important not to be judgmental about being judgmental. 
reading is a metaphor that's often used in Zen. It's got a, a metaphor I'm quite fond of. Not that I do much literal reading myself. It's not something I gravitate towards very much. But the actual practice of Zazen is the process of reading is um, letting go of the thoughts. And the thoughts, the, the delusion is when we get lost in the thought, that's the weed. So it's a never ending process, the weeding. Consistently we weed, then we start to see the soil in between the weeds. The soil doesn't get covered. We see the weeds more distinctly. towards weeding the thoughts is the same as hopefully our attitude towards weeding in general that we approach it with a, a mind of equanimity of <coughs> no point getting angry with the weeds the weeds are just weeds thoughts are just thoughts thing to see is that there is no thinker behind the thoughts. There's no little person behind our eyes pulling the levers. Sometimes it feels like that. But as we rest in our awareness, in between the thoughts, and start to see clearly the difference between being aware and being lost in thought, you start to feel the difference in feeling tone, the lack of self in awareness itself. And 
freedom that that generates. Even if it's only for a few moments, don't underestimate the power of a moment. freedom. Increases the possibility of another moment of freedom. Hopefully moving towards a life centered around self-centered reactions to a life centered around living responsively. Responding from our compassionate heart rather than from our self-centered reaction. So gradually we weed and uproot the attachment to the self. Which is a lifelong process. I don't know anyone who's 100% clear of being attached to some form of self. 